6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. It was a pretty amazing moment, a pretty rare moment, in fact, yesterday um, in the House of Commons as MPs of all stripes joined together to fast track legislation to end the debunked practice of conversion therapy. Take a listen. All those opposed to the motion will please say nay. There being no dissenting voice, I declare the motion carried. Yeah, that was pretty rare to see. The so-called therapy saw some LGBTQ plus Canadians, many coerced, put through a process to supposedly make them straight. Conservative justice critic Rob Moore presented the motion and federal justice minister David Lametti gave full credit to conservatives who voted in favor. There are clearly people in the conservative caucus who exercised a great deal of leadership on the issue and I thank them. I thank them sincerely. This is, they have done a very important thing for Canadians. This is what we can do when parliament works together. This is what we can accomplish when Parliament works together. The legislation now goes to the Senate without debate. Dr. Christopher Wells is the Canada Research Chair for the Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth. Dr. Wells, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. What a big day. A huge, uh, monumental day. Yeah, absolutely. When you were watching it yesterday, what was going through your mind? I was uh, I was actually in a meeting, and my phone started to <laughs> explode, and and people started to send me screen captures, and I I couldn't quite follow and understand what was happening because I I didn't think it was actually possible. So when I got out of the meeting and quickly. You know, went on Twitter and and saw the actual uh, footage from the House of Commons. Uh, it, it brought tears to my eyes. Uh, I think it represents a, a huge turning point uh, in this country. We know that this was on the table before um, the House broke for um, the, the the election. It didn't it didn't make it through in time. And and I know that there at the time there there was a number of uh, mainly conservative MPs who were uh, against this. So. You know, I think that there was there was a lot of concern and maybe not a lot of confidence or, you know, varying amounts of confidence that this would happen this time. And for it to go through unanimously, I think, says a lot of uh, about the work behind the scenes to get it done. Yeah, you know, absolutely. In fact, 63 Conservative MPs voted against the last version of this bill, which was uh, actually weaker than the legislation that was uh, reintroduced. Uh, So we thought, uh, you know, this was going to be a long, protracted, uh, ugly fight uh, once again. And and what was most concerning was, um, you know, having to have survivors come back before the House of Commons Justice Committee to testify and engage that process of, um, you know, being re-traumatized by having to, you know, relive the horror and the abuses that uh, they went through. So, um, you know, it was really, really quite incredible. And we heard from survivors from all across the country that were, you know, overjoyed and and just, um, you know, so emotional to know that, you know, we're one step closer to 
uh, outlawing this barbaric practice and from anyone having to experience, um, you know, the, the, the pain and 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 suffering that uh, they had to go through. Dr. Wells, I've, I've talked to um, people who have gone through this uh, in, over years past and talked to them about uh, the trauma, the impact, um, the, the, the horror of it for them and, and, and then the trauma of trying to recover from it, right, um, over the years. But for those who don't know what this is, who just think it's, you know, a conversation that, you know, we're maybe sitting down and having a talk to try to sway you, what is it exactly? Well, conversion therapy, um, you know, it's not, it's not therapy at all, first and foremost. It's not recognized as any legitimate form of uh, medical practice or psychological, you know, counseling or treatment. In fact, it's best been described as a, a dangerous lie. Um, you know, it's, it's more akin to snake oil um, than, than any form of legitimate uh, medical uh, practice. But it, it, it revolves around the belief that you can uh, change somebody's sexual orientation, their gender identity or gender expression, often referred to uh, by by sayings like "pray away the gay." Yeah. And uh, you know, sadly, much of these uh, conversion therapy practices occur still to this day in 2021 in many uh, religious uh, and some cultural communities. And and it all centers with the you know fundamental belief an anti LGBTQ ideology that uh, you're broken, you're disordered, you're immoral you're, or you're mm-hmm. sinful or you're evil mm-hmm. um, and you know today even uh, things like exorcism still happen <laughs> to dr- drive out gay demons that are so-called possessing a person's body. Dr. Christopher Wells joining me this afternoon. Um, Chris you know that I, that I wonder how concerned do we need to be or how concerned are you that this might be driven even further underground and it could become even m- more harmful and more secretive and that could cause you know that that's been floating around my head today yeah you know that's that's always a possibility the the criminal law is a blunt uh, you know instrument which is also why we want to see action at provincial yeah. territorial levels and you know municipal levels we're lucky you know for us who live in the city of edmonton or calgary that our city councils have, have taken action you know to protect our citizens against these kind of abuses and and i think you know by having legislation at each different level of government it also gives you more tools somebody might not feel comfortable for example mm-hmm. who's been subjected to conversion therapy practice uh, to go to the police because they're worried about being re-victimized by the police because of past experiences or injustices. Um, you know, it's not that long ago that uh, our the police and the government in Canada persecuted yeah. LGBTQ yeah. people. Many of us, uh, you know, remember those days. So, um, you know, but it might be uh, easier for them and a more effective remedy to file a bylaw complaint and, you know, get a $10,000 fine issued against someone for... Uh, practicing or promoting conversion therapy and that that might force them to to stop and and it also might give uh you know those victims a, a more immediate remedy than a long drawn out criminal investigation or trial or or process that could take years for example so you know you know the only way we're going to really eradicate conversion therapy in Canada is to educate people that mm-hmm. you know quite simply there's nothing wrong with being an LGBTQ person <laughs> 
And that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, if, we, if we're going to commit to fully eradicating this, and, and yesterday was a, uh, was a really positive step, what does education and prevention look like moving forward? Yeah, and this is, you know, where we really want to make sure we hold the government accountable is, is you know, passing the legislation is really only the first step. The, the real meaningful action is going to be in uh, educating, you know, those individuals still in these communities that, you know, have these, these difficulties accepting LGBTQ people, um, but uh, also supporting the survivors. And, you know, whether that's a, a form of a compensation fund where they can, uh, you know, access uh, free uh, psychological supports and services to heal and you know to be able to uh, live a full and happy healthy life um, you know that needs to be put uh, front and center but you know we need to ultimately need to be talking about these things in schools like mm-hmm. many people are as you said are shocked to even know that mm-hmm. conversion therapy is a thing and and then I find you know what what after people find that out, they're shocked and outraged to know it's still happening in mm-hmm. Canada. So, you know, the more that we, we talk about LGBTQ inclusion and, and history and cultures and communities in our schools, people will just grow up knowing that, you know, this is normal and natural and just a part of our diverse society. Christopher, before I let you go, you know, any monumental change, um, huge change in, in, in society often comes because there are folks who are willing to stand up, to speak out, to take a stand. They are willing to use their voices and 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 and, and oftentimes putting that pain that they have gone through out for everyone to see. What do you say to those folks, to those to those people who the survivors of conversion therapy who have gone through this who have been willing to share their story to make a difference wow you know you said it so well you're making me very uh, emotional um just to say thank you thank you for your your courage thank you for your strength and your your bravery you know you've made a real difference your story has changed canada Yeah, it sure has. Wow. Uh, Dr. Wells, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon um, and always appreciate you taking time to join us on 630 Ched. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. Yeah, take care. Dr. Christopher Wells is the Canada Research Chair for the Public Understanding of Sexual and Gender Minority Youth at McEwen University. He is also the co-founder of Pride Tape. Of course, you've probably seen that on hockey sticks at uh, rinks uh, right around the region. Pretty cool stuff. But yeah, big, big day. And it was... uh, passed unanimously yesterday and given the fact that there was a number of MPs who over 60 who last time around uh, this was up it gives you an idea uh, as I said uh, off the start of that interview with with Chris about um, the work that was done behind the scenes and the conversations that were had big day big day on the hill without a doubt